God'll get you for that one. Maud is owned by Shout Factory. God'll get you for that, Walter, is produced for entertainment purposes only. Sponsored in part by Findlay's Friendly Appliances. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of God'll Get You for That, Walter. But he does not in he this episode. He does not in this episode. He does not. And welcome. We are your hosts, Tom Cat, and who are you? Tony Holmperm. Are you sure? Today? This, <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> Just at this moment. At this moment in time. <laughs> I'm sure. And welcome to God Will Get You For That, Walter, a podcast where we discuss the 1970s hit sitcom, Maud. And today we are going over, today is our episode 62. Our episode 62. And this is season three, episode 14, The Nostalgia Party. Do we know when this aired? December 30th, 1974. Oh, so it was on New Year's Eve. It was New Year's Eve, yeah. Which is apropos, since it was a New New Year's Year's Eve episode. And you can watch the, you can watch seasons three and four for free on Tubi, yes. and seasons one and two on Freebie, hosted by Amazon Prime. Yes. So if you want to see, if the you would like episode, to see the actual episode, which a lot can. of people, there are so many people that comment, "Where's the episode? Where's the episode? Why didn't you upload the episode?" Well, that's because this is a podcast and not yeah. the actual episode itself. And we don't own the rights to broadcast it, <laughs> and we would prefer not to get sued. We don't want to get sued. We don't want to get sued. We don't want to get sued. No. sued. Being sued is not fun. No, it's we not. We live in such a litigious society. So this is just our thoughts and comments. Our and thoughts and feelings. prayers. Our thoughts and prayers on this episode. On this episode. On these episodes. Episodes. These episodes. Okay. Um, but yes, you can watch these for free on Freebie and Tubi. Just seasons one, two, three, and four. I'm waiting very patiently for there to be a service where we, uh, we and the audience can watch seasons five and six. Hopefully. I mean, when we started, they couldn't see anything. They couldn't see anything. So now at least there's... We are the harbingers. We are carrying a sword and shield for Maud to be viewed everywhere. Okay. Problems and all. Okay. <laughs> all right, Joe so this... <laughs> so this episode was directed, as always, by Hal Cooper, mm-hmm. written by Norman Lear, mm-hmm. Michael Morris, and Bud mm-hmm. Grossman. Very nice. And there were some guest stars. Yes. Uh, there was David Ketchum as Herman Ellinger, mm-hmm. uh, and Mitzi McCall as Estelle Ellinger. Mm-hmm. I believe Mitzi McCall, I think, might be still alive. I'm not 100% on that. Uh, and Judith uh, Lowry as Aunt Polly. And uh, we're pretty sure Aunt Polly is not still around. Aunt Polly, unfortunately, is no <laughs> longer is with no us. Longer I with think her. she actually passed mm. away in 78. Uh, she passed away a couple of years ago. But I, I remember her on like a lot of different sitcoms whenever they needed a really, really old, old lady. lady. Yeah, you know. that, was, that was her. Yeah, but she was, she was funny. There was also David Armstrong as a party guest, Paul Bradley as a party guest, Monty O'Grady as a party guest, and uh, Philip Morris... Not Bri- not Philip Morris. Brian, Brian Morris as Philip. Uh, Philip. Brian Morrison as Philip for I think like a hot second. Yeah, a hot second. Um, the hottest of seconds. Like, literally, he had one line and that was it. That Went was right it. upstairs. Yeah. So the episode opens. The entire Findlay kitchen is decorated with mm-hmm. Happy New Year banners and right. streamers and yes. tinsel and the yes. Christmas tree is still up. All that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mrs. Norgatuck and Maud are. Entering and going back and forth, they're exchanging right. very bitter glances yes. at each other. Yes. Um, and uh, Mrs. Norgatuck announces as Maud and her collide, basically mm-hmm. calling her a slave driver. Slave driver. Um, mm. 
you know, Mrs. Nogatuck is begrudgingly getting ready for the party, and she slams the plates that she has in her hands on the uh, the bar table. Mm-hmm. And uh, Maud calls out from the kitchen, Mrs. Nogatuck, if you break any of my good china, and then we hear a loud crash. crash. So obviously Maud broke the china. <laughs> Maud broke her own china, and Mrs. Nogatuck's expression goes from, I hate being here, to, oh, well, good, she finally got hers. Yes. The good lord is still English. Allah be praised. Allah be praised. And Maud looks at her and goes, Allah? And, you know, Mrs. Nogatuck then says, For broken China, I go Muslim. And uh, Maud tells her, uh, considering the, uh, something about uh, her, she would have thought she would have went for Buddha, Buddha considering the resemblance. The resemblance, yes. <laughs> Obviously yeah. pointing out that Mrs. Nogatuck is a portly... Yeah. Stout woman. Stout woman. Stout there's woman. a there's a specific word. plucky plummy a, a pl- uh, th- there's a certain word Rubenesque not Ruben well, yeah Rubenesque Zoftig plump 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 I think is the word that plump. I'm looking for okay plump as long as we don't say moist N- no <laughs> no God forbid we say moist so Mrs Nogtuck is upset. because she had a date with a bus driver with a bus driver they were gonna drive around. And at midnight, they were going to, to blow, blow the on. And the audience loses it because Maud yeah. just gives her one of those glances. Yes. And this is this is something that comes up in a number of episodes where Mrs. Nogatuck is, she's obviously a woman of a certain age. Mm. And she still is a very sexually active person. Yes. Being, obviously Maud is in her late 40s. Uh, Mrs. Nogatuck being, I want to say, maybe a good 20, possibly 30 years older than, than 20. Maud. No, I 20? would say 30. Yeah, I would say, yeah. about. I would say like late 60s, early yes. 70s. Yes, yes. And that's a theme that comes up in a couple of episodes with Mrs. Mm-hmm. Nogatuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so Maud just has this look on her face like, you know, what what horn would, what they, horn be would they be blowing? blowing? Yeah. Um, so, but uh, I guess yesterday they were able to slip that past the, the censors. Well, Norman Lear was very good at innuendo. Yeah, yeah. Norman Lear was very good at innuendo. And also, you know, coming from... This is me thinking my way, mm-hmm. but one of the things that Mae West used to do with a lot of her scripts, especially after the Hayes Code mm-hmm. beca- became a thing, mm-hmm. was she would intentionally write in dirty and salacious jokes mm-hmm. that would get scribbled out, mm-hmm. but then they would scribble that out and then miss another one of right. May's innuendos. Right. And I think that was definitely something that Norman was also doing while writing these I, these would, scenes. I would imagine so. He would intentionally, and I think even B. Arthur said that there would be lines that would be intentionally put in that, that they knew would, that get, they knew would get, get cut, cut in exchange for mm-hmm. the, another the line, line they really wanted. The line they really wanted. Mm-hmm. So, so that was so. Um, so Maud is proclaiming that you know this is going to be a fantastic party. Miss Mrs. Nogatuck is upset because she wanted the night off. Yes, to go on her date with the bus Correct. driver, and, and Maud, Maud needs her to needs serve her for the to party. Serve at the party, this fabulous, this fantastic this fant- party, the most fantastic party ever. ever. It's not going to be a disaster like where they're last all, year, where they're all sitting around watching Guy, Guy Lombardo, Lombardo, where two drunks throw up in a paper hat. Are you? Are you? Old enough to ever to remember ever seeing Guy Lombardo, or is I that? I think that was just before my time just, because yeah. when I started cognitively watching um, New Year's Eve New Year's Eve parties, it was Dick Clark. Okay, yeah. No, I can I can 
remember vaguely like get Guy Lombardo. Guy Lombardo. Like, like, I think the last the last time. New Year's Eve party he did was like what in the early eighties, late seventies, early eighties. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Huh. But I can safely say I have never gotten pissy drunk at a New Year's Eve party. You unfortunately <laughs> cannot claim that. <laughs> I cannot claim that. I cannot claim. <laughs> I, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Yes. Well, yes, I've had my share of messy New Year's Eve parties. Nope. I can safely say uh, I've never. But that was in the past. Night. I mean, not now. I mean, if anything, on 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 New Year's Eve, I, a glass of wine, maybe sparkling cider. You know, but, you know, a glass of wine is about is, is about it. So, and I and I I don't even like to go out on New Year's Eve anymore. I try not to. Like I it's not like it, it. it's not particularly my favorite holiday. It's just woohoo! We 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 made it another year around the sun. Congrats! It's, I don't know. I just. I don't know. I just my personal favorite is when people say "Happy Birthday, Earth." I've never heard that. You've never heard that? (laughs) That's a new one on me. I've seen enough. Happy Birthday, Earth. I've seen enough ditzy Twitter posts from a number of people where, like, on New Year's, "Happy Birthday, Earth." Okay, interesting. (laughs) Interesting. No, never seen. Never seen that. Um, yeah. No, I'm like. I don't want to deal with drunks on the road, drunks at the oh, place. The, the, no, no, no. And I mean, no. especially during the seventies and eighties, when there weren't heavy like restrictive DUI laws, like, yeah. where you could just get drunk. Like, I mean, there's even episodes of Maud where yeah. Arthur or Walter mm-hmm. like get drunk at the bar and then yeah. drive home yeah. without supervision. Yeah. So now I, rem- I remember a couple times, like you know, we were we were out my mom. You know, my mother and father, you know, they were at a party, and my father they had, had one too many. My father always, always had one, one too many, oh, and was driving home. Yeah, huh? and we get pulled over, yeah. and he would just be, he would just be like, "Oh, yeah, oh, we're, 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 I'm not, we're, I'm not far from home. We're just trying to get home." The guy would be like, "All right, we'll just stay safe," and you know, never happened today. Never happened. Now today, today it's like you today know, step outside of the car, breath the breathalyzer, all that. Yeah, they don't, fool, they don't, they don't fool around like that. They but don't yeah. mess around these days. That, you know, the, the cop was just, well, are you okay to drive? And I was, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm okay to drive. Not today. Being okay, having a few in you, is yeah. not an excuse. No. Try so, again. Yeah. So Miss Nog- Mrs. Norgatuck is like, well, what makes you what makes you think this is going to be any different? And you know, Maud is like, it's going to be the greatest party it's, ever. It's and I would tell you, ideas. I have a brilliant idea, except I'd tell you, but you have a big mouth. Yes, yes, and it's a, it's a loss. But then she can't help herself. She continues you're on. You're going to hear it. <laughs> you're yeah. going to hear it whether you want to or not. Yes, it's a lost art, a scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt. And she is practically orgasming yes. at the idea. Yes. And she says, "Oh, I've planted little gifties little all gifties. over, little gifties all over the house." Yes. And, and the person who has the most little gifties at the end gets a really big gifty. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was really disappointed because they really could have played with that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like they, like they really could have played with. Getting like Aunt Polly finding a little gift. Oh yeah, and then like getting a really big gift because she was the only one that found a gift. True. I mean, also it's like it's never mentioned whether or not Maud like found all the gifts and then put them away, or 
just it was one of those things where I'm like they they built it up so much and then where's where's the resolve? No resolve. No resolve. So. So yes. It's at that point uh, Vivian, Vivian comes, comes in, in with her cake. With a cake, yes. Yes, and uh, Maud greets her and then she's just like, "Shut, Shut up, up, Maud." Maud. So she's upset now. It had something to do with the the the, the microwave messing the, up the cake. These I don't know crumbs what. Yeah. were supposed to be a cake. Right, right. That I baked in my microwave oven. Yeah, you don't do a cake in the microwave. You never do a cake in so, the microwave. I don't know. So I don't know. And she was very disappointed because apparently the microwave oven like blew up or something. Yeah. And she was really disappointed because she said I could have gotten another use out of her oven. Mm-hmm. And I mean, why? Yeah. Why would you... Uh, toaster oven, sure. Mm-hmm. A microwave oven? I, no. I, at first, when I, when I first heard this, I was like, is she talking about an Easy Bake oven? And then I'm like, no, it's no. not an Easy Bake oven. No, definitely not. It's one of those, one of those old microwave ovens. We didn't, we, we didn't get a microwave until early 80s. Okay. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what those... Microwaves in the seventies were like the advent of technology really started. In I the, remember, like the original, the original microwaves. I remember going places and like um, there would be like a sign. It said, um, "If you had a pacemaker, the old yes. microwaves you couldn't go, you couldn't go around them because they could affect. They could affect your pacemaker. They don't do. They don't. Uh, that. Well, again, techno- technology has advanced enough yes. where if you do have a pacemaker, it regulates, and you don't have to worry about anything else. I think maybe your telephone, your cell phone, your telephone, your cell phone possibly, but that's, even then, I think technology has advanced that much. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, also remember the episode, like the beep, beep, beep of the tom-tom, and the episode of the Golden Girls where Blanche has a pacemaker. Yes. And then Sophia makes that joke, well, who's for popcorn? (laughs) <laughs> After like Blanche says, I don't want to live anymore, or yeah. some of that effect, which yeah. she says she don't, she wants yeah. to no longer be alive, right? And that's when Sophia makes the joke <laughs> about popcorn. Oh, popcorn, yes. <laughs> so, so Vivian is she's upset about her cake, and she's going on. She hates New Year's Eve parties. Yes, and Maud is telling her that she's had a brilliant idea. Uh, I have written down George Friedbody. George Freebody. I don't remember. Oh, George Freebody oh, was the person who yes. threw up in the paper hat yes. last year. Yes, because the, she had, because there was a whole discussion that Maud had previously with Mrs. Nogatog about, like, the you know, the party's not going to be one of those bad parties where you watch Gattombardo and, and then two drugs yes. throw up in a paper hat. Yep. So Vivian is going on that she hopes it's better than last year where, you know, they watch Guy Lombardo and, and George Freebody throw up, up in the paper, paper hat. hat. And that's when Mrs. Nogatog just gets this big grin. Yep. On her face. And she takes the cake and says, Whistle while I work. Yes. Yes. Because I don't think Hermione Baddeley was able to whistle. Oh, really? I don't think so. Because there's another episode where she does the same thing. Where she she sings Whistle While I Work. And she's just... (sighs) And then she just continues to hum. Like, la, 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 whistle while I work. Maybe she couldn't. Maybe she couldn't. Maybe she could not. Uh, So, uh, Vivian brings up Estelle Ellinger. Right. Yes. She brings up the Ellingers, and you know, yes. Maud's like, "Oh, I couldn't stand them. I hope yes. that, like, I don't want to invite them. I didn't invite yes, them." Yes, they were trying to wrangle they were tra- for an invite. Yes, they, they were trying to wrangle for an invite. Trying to wrangle for an invite. And Maud says, "I and didn't Vic- invite no. them." Yeah, she didn't invite. And Vivian, Vivian says, "I invited." Yeah, I did. I invited them. And you Maud's know, like, "Why? They're always fighting." And Vivian says, "Well, so are you and Walter. I thought we could have some variety. Some variety." 
And that's when Arthur comes in. Yep. I mean, he's mad as hell. Yep. Because he got a he got a flat tire, and uh, he, he, he he tried to flag down somebody to help him. And the guy held him up. And the guy robbed him. He got thirty five thirty five dollars and a month's supply of a rubber year's, fingers. I thought it was a year's supply. Was oh, it, a year's supply. A year's supply, a year's supply of, rubber, of fingers. rubber fingers. And everybody's just sort of looking at each other like the audience. Who needs a year's supply of rubber fingers? Like, who is Arthur examining? Yeah. Or, you know, it's one of those things where you just think too hard about it and it just makes you feel uncomfortable. It does. So, Arthur is also saying he hates New Year's Eve parties. Because he gets drunk and everybody gets drunk. Everybody gets drunk and they want him to give give advice. Advice. And Vivian says, and, and Arthur, Arthur The worst gets, part is, he gets drunk and gives them the advice. Yep. Obviously medical advice. And medical advice, yes. Uh, that's when Philip, Philip comes, comes in, in. Also mad and cranky. Yep. And you know, Vivian's <clears throat> like, uh, Maud like runs over to him yes. and says, Philip, how would you like to do Grandma a little favor? And um, Philip's like, I, I, I'm a kid, I'm a kid and I'm cranky. And, cranky. and he like slams the closet door. And then and runs, upstairs. runs upstairs. That's when Maud, she says... She, she runs over Vivian. to Vivian. Vivian, how would you like to do Grandma a little favor? Yeah. How would you like to come downstairs wearing a diaper? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It'd be a big surprise. A big surprise. That would be a big surprise. Yes. Seeing Vivian in a diaper? Yeah. And then, I'm not sure, did, did, did then now... Um, Maud look at... Maud look at Mrs. Nogatak. Mrs. Nogatak says, Not for what I'm getting paid! Yes. Uh... Then Walter comes in. Yes. Walter comes in. And, you and know, he's, he's like, he happy seems New happy. Year. Yeah, he's happy. And Maud is like, oh, at last somebody is like, is somebody like, who has is, some cheer in them. Right. And he says, I'm he going, goes over to Maud, kisses her on yeah, the lips, and says, I'll see you all I'm going in to bed. I'll I'm s- going right to going bed. going to bed. I'll see you in 75. Yep. And, and Maud, of course, is like, Walter, get down here. What, what happened? Yes. What happened? And so apparently out, we find out that he was also robbed. Yeah, yes. This, uh, he says, remember the Santa that, that I hired? Well, the reason why he had such a big stomach was mm-hmm. because he walked off with two toasters, mm-hmm. a clock radio, mm-hmm. and a portable television set. Right. Which at the time I think was rather expensive. Oh, yeah. All that stuff was very, was very, very expensive. expensive back then. Now, uh, I believe this is when we hear Carol yell- yelling from the top of the stairs. Yes. At Philip. Uh, yeah, she says the same to you, Philip. Same Bella. to you, Philip. And I think we have a door slam. We hear the door slam. She says, yes. if it were up to me, I'd have you come down here I'd and force you. Force you. Force you to come to Grandma's lousy party. Something. Yep. Something to that that effect. Yep. And then Maud turns to her and goes, "Listen, Carol, you're still not old enough for me to set to force you to take accordion lessons." Accordion lessons. Oh my lord. Yeesh. Eesh. Oh, the accordion. I mean, don't get me wrong. It served Weird Al Yankovic and Judy yeah. Judah very well. Yes. They've, they've done very well about Does it. Does anyone still play the accordion? Judy Tenuta and Weird Al Yankovic. They're the only ones. <laughs> They're the only ones. Billy Joel no, knows how to play the accordion. Well, he hasn't, he hasn't played it in a very long time. No, no, but he, he does. Uh, so now Maude is saying, you know, well, this is, this is New Year's Eve. We have to celebrate. And now Walter is going on. Well, you know what's there to celebrate? There's inflation. Seventy-four was a rotten year. Yeah, yeah. It was inflation. We're broke. There was um, Watergate, the energy crisis. Yeah. 
Uh, actually, and think, he even says seventy five yeah. is going to be even worse mm-hmm. because Gerald Ford says nothing, says said so, and he never says anything. Yes, and Arthur was incensed. Right, right. And Vivian's talking about. She says something about the disgusting movies. The uh, green the, door behind, behind the green door. Behind the green door, the devil, devil and Miss Jones. Jones. Yes. Have you ever seen any of those movies? I don't believe so. Neither have I. Uh, I remember, like, you know, whenever the, the kid, controversy. Here's the controversy because they were basically like softcore porn that was, you know, in theaters as, like, regular movies. I cannot tell you how many times, years ago, when I would watch softcore porn and I'm like, this is boring. Oh, God, yeah. All I'm seeing is breasts. Yeah. And I don't... I I know. Obviously, I don't want that. I know. Like, the, 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 what would you call it? The, 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 the... The angst, the, the it was like a soap opera, but with breasts. You know, the, um, the almost like those romantic books. The plight of of the poor young gay boy, the, plight of the poor young queer. You know, he's finally he's getting some like softcore porn, praying for glimpse <laughs> of the male anatomy. Just, <laughs> and just, just, just a the glimpse. tiniest glimpse. And if we were lucky, pretty much all we got was a butt was shot. Was a butt shot. And that know. was about it. Yeah, yeah. That was about it. And it was just, again, it was incredibly disappointing. Yes. I mean, not yeah. if you were a breast man. Not which, if you were into breasts, which, good for you if you we were. were not. We, we were not. We were not. I mean, probably for young lesbian children. I think was. that might have been easier for them. It probably was. Probably was. I would, I would, I would love to know from any, any, you know. You know, I may have to, I... You you know you know some lesbians. I do know some lesbians. Researching. Acquiring minds. Print a notepad and a little, little tape recorder, and just go crazy. I mean, was it good for them? I mean, was it was it good for them? Like when? I don't know. When did you know? When did you know? These, these are the questions. These are the questions that need answers. Wish to know. Inquiring minds do wish to know. <sighs> so, um. Yes. You know, every, everybody just starts arguing about how awful the year was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Maud is, like, calling over everybody. Like, knock mm-hmm. it off, Walter. Mm-hmm. Knock it off, Carol. Knock it off, yeah. Vivian. Knock it off, Arthur. Yes. And then we hear the door slam upstairs. And mm. she calls up, knock, knock it off, off Philip. Yes. Uh, and that's when, um, I think I believe that's when she starts telling them about her great, her greatest, greatest idea, idea for this I have party. down Duller. Duller, yes. Why do I have written down duller? Yes, something about you know it's not gonna be it's not gonna be duller than than last year's. Oh, duller the than party. last year's. That's the party was not gonna be duller than last year's. Yes, and she calls the, she calls everyone kids. Yes. I have the world's greatest New Year's Eve party. The greatest idea. Come on, and I, like beg me, beg, beg me, beg me, beg, beg me. me, and everybody's silent. Yeah. And has like this really yeah. mean puss on their face. Enough begging. Enough begging. I, but I'm sw- you have to I'm sw- you have to you have to swear to secrecy. She does. Yep. Let me sworn to secrecy, because yeah. apparently this really is a big, de- I mean, big deal for Maud. A very big deal for Maud, as she is always the party hostess mm-hmm. with the most. With the hostess. and uh, you know she <coughs> just she needs everything to go her perfectly. way. Perfectly, and she always needs to way. be in control. Yes, totally not a narcissist. No, no, not at all. No one so she fi- or anything like that. Never, not at all. So she's like, you, you sworn to secrecy. Are you ready? A scavenger hunt. And Walter asks, what? 
She goes, a scavenger hunt. Yeah. It's a lost art. lost art. Oh, this is going to be the greatest New Year's Eve. No one has had one in years. No one has had one in years. No one has had one in years. No one has had one So she thinks. There's gifties all over the house. Yep. And uh, Arthur points out, now who was it? Um, Last night at the Martins. The, yes. Was it the Martins? Yes, it was the Martins. Yes. The Martins. Last yes. night at the Martins. Yes. That they too had a scavenger hunt. And yes. what grabs Arthur by the collar? You lie. You lie. Yes. So again, she's, she's, Maud, she's gonna be the laughing stock rumbles. of Tuckahoe. She's gonna be laughed out of the beauty parlor. Out of the beauty parlor, yes. It's and, horrible. Uh, you know, she says um, something about her gifties not being up to like, something to the effect of like her not having the right gifties. And, yes. You know, Vivian says, Oh, the Martins had gifties from Gucci. Yeah, they had Gucci gifties, yes. I mean, if you yeah. have the money to get gifts from Gucci, Gucci, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. And Maud tells Vivian to shut up. Mm-hmm. And she says the evening is ruined, and mm-hmm. you know Walter's like, "Well, it's we're better off. Just everybody go home. Don't worry about the party, and that'll yeah. be the end of it." Yeah. But then I think he says, "He comes. He says you know, we would just be better off like to uh, pick a year, pick that a year, and come celebrate. pick our favorite year and celebrate that." And, and Maud is she's ranting and raving, she's and ranting. then she I wash my hands of the whole thing. Yep. I, Walter, that's it. That's it. Walter, that's it. It's the greatest New Year's Eve idea ever. She says, no one liked 74, so we'll all pick our favorite year and comment that Yes, you'll wear something symbolic, symbolic of, of that, that year. year. And then Mrs. Nogatuck has to chime in, my favorite year. Well, that's because Maud asks, like, yeah. Mrs. Nogatuck, what's your favorite year? Yes, yes. Well, I don't know my favorite, favorite year, year, but I can tell you my least, least favorite, favorite year. year. 1492. 1492. And the audience laughs, and Maud goes, 1492? And what does Mrs. Nogatuck say? If Columbus hadn't discovered America, I wouldn't be working here. And the audience loses it. Or was it she wouldn't be working this po- that party? Yes. If, I, if Columbus <laughs> no, hadn't discovered this flipping country, I wouldn't be working here tonight. No, she wouldn't be working there tonight. And she rushes into the kitchen, yeah. and that's when that's we, we come to commercial. We come back, and the party is in full swing. Yep. There's someone dressed as an astronaut. Mm-hmm. There's someone mm-hmm. in furs. Um, um, Carol is dressed like, you know, very grease. I really wanted to know what was on the back of her jacket. It oh. said, love is either everywhere or everything or everyone. I missed that. It was it was just one of those things. She had like this biker jacket on. She had mm. these really tight fitting jeans with the, with the, um, with the, with cuffs yeah. and these really adorable, like knee high brown boots. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I want boots like that. So with, so Carol and Arthur are dancing. They're dancing. They're enjoying themselves and, and, being, uh, and the music cuts out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's when we find out that Carol is dressed up as 1961. Well, Vivian comes in. Oh, Vivian comes in where... She's in, like, full Shirley Temple regalia. Oh, my God, that outfit. It was this powder blue blue bodice Mm -hmm. with, like, trim down the front Mm -hmm. and this giant circle Mm -hmm. skirt Mm -hmm. attached to the bodice Mm -hmm. that's really frilly and really, like, just it has... Pink lace on it and petticoats and this giant, kinky, curly um, Shirley Temple wig. Just yes. it was so much. And this Those humongous lollipop. Legs, the humongous lollipop. 
And so Carol is telling her that, you know, she's six, 1961. Chubby checker. Yeah, yes. Uh, when she was a teeny bopper. Yes. And Vivian looks yes. at her and goes, bopper, yes. yes teeny, teeny never. No. And Vivian is saying, uh, she's saying that she's only five, five years, years old. old. To which Mrs. Mrs. Nogatuck grabs the drink out of her hand and says, yeah. you shouldn't be drinking. Yeah, and guzzles young it down. To drink. And she guzzles it back. And uh, Arthur, um, he... he when when we first saw him, he he was only in like his his dress shirt. He was tie. only in a dress shirt, tie, and a pair of slacks. And now he's put on like this red and white uh, vertical stripe jacket, very and uh, da- very dapper Dan. Yes, very and he's got all the Dan. buttons that for, are, I are like, I like Ike. And uh, we find out that his year is 1952. Yep, when they had the Republican convention. Yes, for, the Republican I convention. I don't for, remember for for who. Well, obviously it was for for, it for was Eisenhower. Um, and uh, he mentions footlong hot dogs. Yes, because he says they served they served footlong hot dogs, and he said, "Wow, some of them were fit, some of them were a foot long." Yes. Yes. Just Arthur, ever the awe inspiring gent with yes. words. Um, so that, uh, he's getting frisky with Vivian. Yeah, this was the only cringy, cringy cringy line in the episode. Because he had this, this cane that had like a zapper on the the bottom of it. And what is that? I don't know. Neither do I. You know, almost like a cattle prod. The look was very, um, barbershop quartet. Yes. Very barbershop quartet. Very barbershop quartet. So, classic barbershop quartet. Very classic barbershop quartet. So he's fooling around, he's fooling with, around Vivian. with Vivian. And <clears throat> Vivian says, Oh, Arthur, stop it, or I'll have you arrested, arrested for, for child, child molesting. molesting. Yeah. Which Ooh. was not cringy. Not great. Yeah, not something we would not something we would ever Not something today. we would we would joke about. No, never. Days. Especially during the seventies when it was probably more prevalent than it is today. Yeah. Yeah, def- definitely. I I mean, yeah. I mean they look at all that, you know. Uh, even stars back then marrying, you know, much younger women. And, and, Can and we talk that. about Elvis Presley marrying, marrying Priscilla Presley? Please do. You know, I, my father adored Elvis. Mm-hmm. And I think it was only one of the, an Elvis, Led Zeppelin, uh, I'm trying to think of what else, but like that's it for my father in the good times department. Because okay. my father's a drummer. Okay. Love, they're, they're, musician of sorts. And, I I enjoyed Elvis for all of two seconds. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as you get older, you start to educate yourself. You start mm. to understand things more and more. And, you know, we've discussed on this episode previously about older men grooming and marrying younger girls. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about mm. today is, is that... If a person is found out to look at currently Doja Cat, <laughs> uh-huh. Doja Cat messaged one of the minors on, on the Stranger show Things. on Stranger yeah, Things yeah. to get with one of the other one of the cat, other cat. cast members. Yeah, why? Yeah, I don't know. So, <laughs> ain't that the truth? And uh, actually, I thought you were going to bring up R. Kelly. Oh, because he's another one. He was just he's another sentenced. one. He was just sentenced to what thirty years for Something sex trafficking? Like I think thirty years for sex yeah, trafficking. Yeah, because you know it was like it was like a whole conspiracy of, yeah. with, with his like company, really, mm-hmm. of like you know grooming and and uh, 
sexually uh, uh-huh. molesting like yep. minors. Yep. I mean, horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah, he's not a kind person. And I, you know, there really is no excuse for trying to get with someone significantly younger than you. I mean, what, Elvis was 30-something and Priscilla was only 17 or 18 when they got married? She was younger? When he he first started dating her, she was younger than that. I think he met her, I believe she was only like 13. Yeah, that sounds about right. He used to call his his girlfriends his cherries. Isn't that cute? That's so cute. And, you know, and, you know, she's, she's, you know, I think in like, like her, uh, um, her book um, about him, Priscilla. Yes, Priscilla. I mean, they were doing things sexually before. You know, they were married. Yeah. Um, you know, he was like, well, we. He basically said, well, we can. You know, we we can't go all the way, but we can do this. So there was things that she was doing the with face him. Face I am making I right now. She was doing <laughs> with him things. <laughs> She was doing things with him sexually. Nope. You know, she was still a minor. And, you know, horrible. Hard pass. You know, and, and, like, the thing with R. Kelly, it's like, the sad thing is, you know, um, he, I mean, a very talented musician, and he just destroyed all that with, you know, this, Uh you know, this sick compulsion to to be with, you know, uh, children. Disgusting. Uh, I don't know what else to say, you know. But There's a story in there about Jesus. There is? Well, didn't Jesus always surround himself with children? Did he? I thought he surrounded himself with the apostles. Them too. No. I don't know. Just, I don't know. But the whole thing really makes me feel unclean. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. It was like... Just I, to children out there that are listening, if you are listening. I don't know why children would want to listen. I don't know why children would want to listen if about you're a child, don't listen to this. <laughs> if you're a child listening to this. We're, we're not, we're, we, we, we don't want anything to do with you. We're not authority here. We, we don't want anything to do with you. Please go just, away. Just please be careful. Please. Like, like somebody like said something on Trixie Mattel's Twitter, like calling her a, a groomer or a pedophile. And some and and she was she was like she was like girl I don't even I don't even effing like children I don't like children you know I th- th- okay see you, you've opened Pandora's box now do you know Pandora that Pandora box she was which she was also on she Drag was also Race. on Drag Race please walk to the stage Pandora box Pandora box there the, the librarians are also being called groomers and pedophiles and it's just why. Yeah. What is the purpose of that? Because they're educating children? Right. I, I don't I don't understand it. I don't yes. not, I don't understand it. Yes. And again, where is this mentality that drag queens are touching little children? What who who thought that? Oh. Who was the person that created that fabricated okay, lie? Okay, here's here's some of the, here's some of the thing cuz I've I've been watching a lot of different types of uh, videos and uh, you know so please from, from on YouTube and you know watching some of these conservatives and what they're saying about like drag queens and, and and stuff. Now, now the point they make that they're trying to make is, you know, traditionally historically, like a drag queen performance is for adults. Usually, you know, there's usually sexual content to it, so they don't want they don't want to see drag queens like. Um, intermingling with children. Now, I have to say, um, certain 
drag performances and you know are adult are adult are adult you know in, in content and in nature shouldn't be performed for children correct however i i know personally when i've performed for like all age audiences i know how to you know do a performance that is appropriate for all ages there's no sexual you know content there's no um profanity yes or or anything like that i mean there's you know probably silliness but nothing that would be um you know something controversial that you, something that you would see in a bugs bunny daffy duck cartoon pretty much that's that's pretty the much. extent of it like and i mean not for nothing to these conservatives disney has been showing y'all drag queens for years oh yeah like yeah. Uh, Ursula, Maleficent, Cruella, the Evil Queen. These are all drag queens. Yeah. Jafar, Scar, these are very flamboyant people. Like, I don't... Hello? Yeah. So. I just... I, ha I have opinions. I have so many opinions. But, you know, but uh, but on, on, the, on the other hand, though, like, you know, um, drag, drag performances at, at, at bars and things like that, I don't want to see kids there. No, I don't either. I, you know, Absolutely not. Like... Nope. Because, number one, it's a bar. Yeah. Like, do, do, I, I really want, sometimes I want to just dive into these people's heads and, like, try to figure out where these disconnects are. Yeah. Like, why are you thinking that a drag queen is going to sodomize and educate your child to, like, I'm not going to teach your children how to have anal sex. That's disgusting. Uh. Like, let's, let's not, let's not split hairs here. What a drag queen is doing is just entertaining. Whether they're singing, whether they're dancing, whether they're reading a book, there is nothing inherently sexual about a person dressing a certain way. Right. Right. Like, I, I just, I, I, can, I cannot, if you, if you could leave or if you would leave your child with your grandmother or your mother, you, sh you would be able to leave your child with a drag queen. Let me tell you, your kid's a lot safer with a drag queen than, uh, than a lot of priests. Correct. Thank you. I'm so glad you said that. Uh, let me tell you. Yeah. I am so glad you said that. So that's why the, that's why the Catholic Church has paid out so much in, in hush money over the years oh and, and continues to pay. So, and they're you know, still paying. And still paying. That's the sick part. They're still, still paying. paying. Still tax paying. the churches already. I'm sick I know. of it. Tax, tax. I am them. sick of it. Actually, I found out, and uh, I, I meant to send. I saw it on TikTok. I meant to send it to you. Yeah. Uh -huh. if, if you if you see like a church uh, participating, like um, trying to dictate political yes um, policy, you can. They can be reported to they the can IRS. Report to the IRS. Yes. And and lose their. Their tax exempt status. Yep. Isn't that? I, I would love that. I, I would know. love that righteous indignation, yeah. that justification of it yeah. all. Yes. So, <sighs> good to know. If I see it happening, I know right where to go. Just, now. I'm, I'm, I just want to claw some people's eyes out. I know. All. I know. But moving right the, along. Back to the festivities. So back we know um, Arthur, he's he's all gung ho about his year, which I was, like uh, Ike. I like what, Ike. What, it was Arthur, it was nineteen fifty two at the great concert hall. Uh, he, he liked Ike, and uh, you know, right after the yeah. joke about child molesting, yes, like yes. Maud calls downstairs. All right, Carol, yes, I'm ready. He's ready. So obviously, Maud, in yes. true form fashion, is just making an entrance, making an entrance as she so often does, so. and you know. 
I think Carolyn says, oh, now introducing the star of, our, of her 1945 college review, the brunette bombshell. Yes. And Maud saunters downstairs in this... I don't even know how to describe it. Yes. It, it's this... Sort of like a... a well, it's sort of like showgirls slash burlesque... Showgirl burlesque situation. Strip she has this, like, this sequined uh, bit of fabric around her arm. Mm -hmm. She has this sort of peekaboo bodice mm -hmm. that like goes all the way down to her. very i mean it's still a very conservative outfit oh yeah everything was covered everything was covered uh she had on these black stockings black heels um and just this this fabulously decked out the big hat the big wide brim hat yes. and of course a feather boa right and, you know, she then announces that long-stemmed American beauty, mm -hmm. Gypsy Rose <laughs> Finley. And then she starts playing, uh, Carol starts playing that, um, that I, I that wish, stripper the typical, music. like, da -da 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 yeah. And what is she's coming down the stairs? She's and sauntering, she's, moving she's her hips all down it. the banister. She's working it for all it's worth. Yep. Um, and she's doing this dance, and she's making her way down the stairs. Yep. Then across the, you know, she's sort of taking things off yep. in a strip tease. She she takes the wide brim hat, hat off, puts it in front of her, herself, and then and like she's right by the kitchen door, right by the kitchen door, right, and, and starts unstrapping the, everything. Yes, and tosses the the outfit, tosses the outfit to the side, and but she really didn't toss the outfit to the right, side. Like right, she was still very fully clothed. Covered, yes. So what I imagine happened was there was. The uh, costume department, someone from the costume department was right by the door. Probably, And yeah. they handed her the outfit so that way she could just throw, throw it. it. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and, then, and then she, immediately after there was some, you know, the audience was clapping and then she immediately comes. Carol did this funny thing where she, grabbed, she grabbed her bottom lip. Oh, she, she did? Yeah, she, it's, it's another way to whistle. Oh. You grab your bottom lip and you. Uh -huh. My cousin used to do that. But you suck back hard enough and you whistle. I can't do it. It takes practice. Maybe I need... I used to be able to whistle with collagen. my... Perhaps. Um, I used to be able to whistle with my two fingers. Really? Yep. And then I stopped. Okay. So, um, after the applause, that Maud comes back out and, you know, she had, um, I think, the duster... She had on um, this fabulous black duster with right. like a ruffled collar that yes. like went all the way down to the bottom and yes. ruffled sleeve. Very attractive. Yes. Very, very attractive. And uh, apparently when, when she did that back in 45, she got like six curtain calls. Yep. Um, the entire Sigma Chi uh, uh, fraternity rose mm -hmm. as one man and mm -hmm. chased her across campus. Right. I let two of them catch her. let me. two of them catch her. Yes. Um, and uh, I think Arthur, he's still going on about... 1952 and the great concert hall and uh, him liking Ike and then oh, Maud like brings up Ike. oh I like that's a thousand voices yes yes and you know Maud brings up Millhouse what's his name yes. and his dog Checkers, Checkers. yeah if, all, if only the dog could that dog could talk and I at that point Walter comes down at right? the top of the stairs yes saying direct from world uh, calling in from World, from world War, War II. II yes and he's saying from the, the stage door canteen or something. 
There's something about the stage. I left my heart at the stage door. Right. He was singing. Not, he exactly was singing. The, not exactly the greatest singer yes. in the universe, yes. but he could carry a tune, sort of. And, uh, he, and, and Maud grabs the back of the pants, right? And she says, that's not all you left at the stage door canteen. Yeah. And, and apparently Walter was 235 pounds. Yeah, in the army. In the army. I mean, not exactly the heaviest. But I mean, also, he's what? If Maud is 5'11", Walter was probably like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, oh, taller. I think taller than that. All right, maybe 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, yeah. Yeah. Like, Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I guess for 235 at that, weight would be heavier. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there are times, I mean, I, I've i had this conversation with, with my friend Dan, and, uh, you know, for me, I used to weigh 300 pounds. Oh. And even though I have lost mm-hmm. maybe about 20 pounds, I guess, 20, 30 pounds, I don't mm-hmm. know. I haven't, I haven't gotten on a scale yet. Mm. Um, I would still buy larger clothing just because I like... The feel of larger clothing. Uh It's just, it's very challenging to find larger clothing because I am already large. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike you, who is very petite. Petit. Petite. (laughs) Well, at my heaviest, I was over 250 pounds. And you're five. I'm only 5'2. You're 5'2. My mother is taller than you. I'm petite. You're petit. I'm petite, pussy cat. Hey, it works You're for the act. No, it, it just works for the act. Don't, don't knock it. <laughs> I am. Don't not. knock it. If I was a six foot tall Sophia, <laughs> I wouldn't be doing so. You wouldn't be doing so well. <laughs> Stick that in your hat. <laughs> just imagine that. <laughs> oh my God! Funny. We, we've we've seen we've, we've seen, seen pictures <laughs> where the Sophia is like as, as tall as a Dorothy, and it's it's not it's. It's, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Oh my goodness gracious. God. You as a six foot Sophia, I couldn't. It couldn't. It, no. it wouldn't. I'd have to wear heels. It's just I would, have, just I would have to wear heels. But that's the one beautiful uh, thing about it is I don't have to wear heels. No, you don't. I can wear flats and sandals yes. if I want to. Yes. Oh my goodness, that's funny. Oh. You are, you're only 5'2". Five 5'2", two. Five two, I know. Wow. I'm a whole foot and I a half know. taller than you. I am I'm, so sorry. I'm, you know, looking for the yellow brick road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell's bells. Yes. <laughs> well, so, so, so the bell rings. The bell, the bell rings. rings. And it's the Ellingers. Actually, he said when oh, what is, what is th- there, was, there was a joke that uh, wow. Walter made before the bell rings. Before. Where he like, I had a lot of hair. Oh, yes. Like, and he did this whole, like, Groucho Marx yes. thing. That was very cute. So, so the doorbell rings. The doorbell rings. And Maud's like, oh, I hope they're not still fighting, I hope right? That's the Ellingers. I they're, hope they're still not fighting. Hope they're not, they're and, of course, they, they open are. the door, and they are fighting. And Eileen um, Ellinger is, is it Helen Ellinger or Eileen Ellinger? Oh, I don't remember. I have it written down. Estelle Ellinger. Estelle wow, Ellinger. I was way off. Way off. Stella Ellinger. What was the husband's name? Henry? Herman. Herman. I was off to. You, we were both. Stella and Herman off. Ellinger. They're, the they're fighting. Ellinger. And Maud says, oh, um, don't tell me. You've come as the Dempsey Tunney fight. Yes. And yeah. um, Estelle is in what looks like her wedding dress. Right, right. 
And Herman is in what looks like a jersey. He has a pennant in his hand and a hat. Yeah, probably like and a baseball cap. Yeah, like he was in like college or something. Something like, that like on the college. So I guess the happiest Estelle was was at her wedding. At her wedding, and Herman's happiest which, time was at a ball game. Yeah, I'm, which indicative, considering the fighting, I'm surprised she, she would have picked that. Uh, well, you know. Yeah. It's the go. happiest time for a bride. So, the happiest um, time for a woman is when she's married. And, and now the funniest part is this little old lady pushes right through the yep. Ellingers. And it is Aunt Polly. It's Aunt Polly. Yeah, yeah. Maud, Maud is like, you know. She, oh, she, she's, she's yelling, knock it off. Yes. And Maud is like, um, who is this? So um, Herman explains that that's oh, this his, is Aunt, his, this his, is his Aunt Polly. Polly. She's. 94. 94. And she yelled, 93! 93! Just, yes. And, um, you know, she, she loves parties. And, uh, you know, they couldn't, they, they, they didn't have anybody to leave her they with. Didn't have anybody to leave <laughs> they her had to bring her along. And Estella's like, mm. oh, I, I, I would rather be at the Harrison's party. Yes. And, uh, rather, like, anywhere I get to be away from him. Right, and she, like, right. grunts. And Herman says, yeah. "Well, then why don't you why don't you just go to the Harrison's right. party, and I'll right. uh, like I'll stay yes. here." And then, oh no, you're not going to the Harrison's party without me. Right. So Estelle runs off, and Herman, Herman runs, runs off, off after off. her, and then Maud says, well, "Wait a minute, you forgot they Aunt forgot, Polly." Yeah, they just and what left Aunt, Aunt Polly. What did Aunt Polly say? Uh, what what did she, what did she say? Ah, the hell with them. The hell with them. Yes. And the audience erupts in laughter. <clears throat> yes. And I honestly think that this was the first mm-hmm. moment where we saw Dar we saw we saw Dar in these movies. Yes. We saw B. Arthur's future where Maud was gonna be playing off of an eighty something yes. year old woman. Yes, yeah, so so I believe Maud um, asks, asks Aunt Polly if she can take her coat. Yes. And then Carol Carol comes, comes over. over. She has the ball she has a of crackers. <laughs> and as Maud is taking off That's the jacket. Carol says, Polly want a cracker? And Maud throws the coat over Carol's over head. Over Carol's head. Um, so um, Maud helps, she helps Aunt Polly to, uh, to, to a, a chair. chair. Right. Yeah, to the, um, to that one reclining love scene. Right, right. And, uh, yes. you know, Maud then asks, is there anything I can, is there any, like, what, what can I do for you? Yes. What is it that you want? Yes. And Aunt Polly says, cut everybody <laughs> out of my will. will. Yes. Yes. And Maud says, that's a lovely sentiment. <laughs> lovely sentiment. <laughs> and uh, then she, she asks her if she wants champagne, but by that point, she's already she's passed already out. She's already passed out. And yes. Maud says, well, for starters, Aunt Polly's a cheap drunk. She's a cheap drunk. Yes. Uh, so I think at that point, Arthur turns to Mrs. Naugatuck and mm-hmm. says, well, cheer up, Mrs. Naugatuck. Like, yes. it, it's New Year's. Yes. And Mrs. Naugatuck says, well, maybe for you, for me, it's Labor Day. Labor Day. And uh, I think at that point, Arthur takes his sort of I'm gonna call it a cattle prod because there's, yeah. there's nothing else I can it's think of. It. And zaps um, her her behind. Her behind, and Mrs. Nogatuck then says, "Oh, you sure do know how to cheer a person up," yes. and starts she cackling was, off into the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, she, she was happy with that. Um, that's when a Vivian, Vivian comes out, and she's like, she's "All cornering Maud. She's mad. She's miffed. She's like, Maud, you haven't, you know, she's basically like, you haven't said anything about my costume. Yes, and all the work I put into yes, it. Yes, yes. And Maud tells her that, oh, that she looked precious. And that's when Vivian, Vivian goes into a big explain. old stick. Yes, and and she's talking like a baby, like a child. Like she's talking. And my daddy gave me great big lollipops, and he pushed me into swing, and And just going love me. Yeah, when her daddy loved her the most, the most. And And while Vivian is doing this whole bit, Maud is grabbing a paper hat hat and preparing to to curl up in it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes. So Vivian turns around, sees Maud, and the audience loses it. Yes. And Maud, like, puts the hat to the side. Yes. Um, and you know, everybody, this is Vivian during the year when her daddy loved her the most, when, when she, she was, was six, six years, years old. old. And Vivian, that it triggers, it triggers Vivian. Triggers Vivian. No, not six. Not six. Five. I five hit, years old. I hit it six. And she's going on about how six was like the worst year. It six was, was horrible. The worst year. Traumatic. Horrible. And and uh, I think Maud is like asking her, well, you know, what, what happened, right? And I was my my world was turned upside down by an outside force. Yes, yes. Well, Maud, get well. What 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 happened? Yes. Like uh, what she said? Oh, Vivian, don't tell me a divorce. Right, right. And Vivian says, No, my rotten baby brother was born. Oh, that's right. For the rest of my life, my dad, or my bro- my brother, hit my brother and my father shot baskets. That's right. So after after a baby brother was born. Her father basically didn't want anything to do with Vivian. Which, on brand. Mm. On brand for a, mm. a man and his boy. Yeah, yeah. It was like, shoot you know. baskets and play catch and do right. manly things. Right. I never had that quality wharf time with my father. I, 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 didn't, I didn't either. It was like, well, my father and I, we had no interest in comedy. Honestly, I would rather <laughs> spend time with my mother and my grandmother at my grandmother's salon. Yeah. <laughs> me too, me too. Truth be known. Yeah. I, I loved like my when my mother was selling Avon. And oh, I, you were in your glory. I was I'm in sure. my glory. Yes, the makeup. And, mm-hmm. Oh, and like the samples. And I loved. Think of the savings. I I loved when you know we would have to like um, put like each individual customer's like the, whatever create they ordered bags. in, in, yeah, the, in, the, in the bag. Bags. <clears throat> I loved it. Absolutely that must, that loved must it. Have been fun. Oh, and I, I just oh those little they had these little teeny tiny lipstick samples. They were just like the cutest thing you mm-hmm. ever saw. Love them. Well, yeah. What can I say? Why wasn't I a good dribbler? Uh, I think at that point, Car- like while Vivian's losing her mind, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maud turns to Carol and goes, oh, "Carol, every so often, hold a spoon, hold a spoon under, under Aunt Polly's, under Aunt Polly's nose. No, she's, Remember, she's, she's, she's ninety-two, and, and Miss Polly, Aunt Polly, Aunt Polly like, smacks uh, Carol away, saying, 91. <laughs> <laughs> so at this, <coughs> this point in the episode everything starts to turn yes um you know i think we yes. start with who was 1952 um well arthur he yells at vivian because he says she's spoiling the party, spoiling party. why would you have picked such a bad year yes like why would you pick such a terrible year? year that would remind you of something yes. so awful that happened yes. to you and then somebody, I think, you know, Maud is telling him that 52 was a rotten year. There was a recession, trouble yeah. in the Middle East. Right, right. And um, uh, Walter's uh, sticking up for his year, 40, 42. And, and Maud says, oh, 42 was a great year for Hitler, Hitler Mussolini, Hirohito, Hildegard. Hildegard, right, right. And Walter's like, well, it was great for me. You know, I, we had, you know, no responsibilities and, you know, all, get the, all girls. the girls. And, you know, yes. Arthur turns to Walter and says, they must have been pretty hard up to be with a 235-pound PFSA. Right, exactly. Which was a very <clears throat> cutting remark to yeah. Arthur. Like, I would never say something like that to one of my best friends. Oh, oh I would. I, well, we know you would. <laughs> you would say uh, a lot worse. I True. So true. So I think at that point, Maud says that 42 was a grim year. And I think Vivian says, my fingers were too stubborn old to basketball. Yes. Uh, um, and then I think... Uh, uh, 
Vivian turns her aggressions to Maud, mm-hmm. saying, oh, 45 40, uh, was an awful it was, year. You well, were, it was the worst year of your life. It was the worst year of your life. You were yes. the campus zitz queen. Yeah, yeah, she was saying, you know, it wasn't the campus, it wasn't the frat house that was chasing her. It was, it was Harold, Harold Farquhar. He was the zitz the, the king. Zit king. Yes, the and zit then king. Maud then says, oh, 45 <laughs> was a terrible year. And 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 and, uh, and Vivian points out you met your first husband. That's the year you met your first husband. Yes. And and, and Carol's like, you Carol know, tries to defend herself. Yeah, like, she's what? like, but that that's, that was that's my what, that was my, my father. father. And you know, Maud then says, and for yeah. that I will always be happy. Yes. And but if it wasn't for your father, I would have married Harold Farquhar, and you would have been the campus. You would have been, been the, the zip princess. princess. Yes. I had. Horrendous acne when oh, I was younger. Oh, did you? I had awful acne when oh. I was younger. I never had acne. I well, aren't you lucky? I was lucky. I was on Accutane for years. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. If you one day you'll come over and you'll actually have to get a good look at my father because unfortunately, him and my uncle have terrible cis oh, acne scars on acne their face. Scars, yeah. And there are times, actually, after I shave, if I get, like, really up close, mm. I could sometimes see, like, marks peeking, like, some oh. scars peeking through. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not good. Mm. Why was I on Accutane for six years? Jeez. Well, and maybe it, was, it kept it from being worse than it was. Yes, it definitely kept it from being worse. And there are actually times, like, when I shave my back and my shoulders, mm-hmm. where I, like, start to feel bumps oh. come through. And I'm like, Ooh. so that explains a lot. Oh. That's that's wonderful. Huh. Uh, and actually, you've seen like you've seen my scars on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. If I wear like a if I wear like something off the shoulder, if I right. wear something that's just straps. Right. right. So yeah, uh-huh. I too would be the campus sits queen. Oh, well, at least you're still a queen. And don't you forget it. <laughs> So, uh, so now we're talking about Carol, and now we're talking about, like, that's when Carol. That's when Carol. Mm-hmm. Maud turns her frustrations on Carol. Yeah, for, for picking sixty-one. For picking sixty-one. That's the year that she divorced her second that husband. She divorced her second husband, and that oh, she and left her hair under the dryer. Yes, and she was bald, and her hair fell out. Her hair, all her hair fell out. Yes. She looked like you Yul Brynner, but taller. But taller. That yes. was what Carol said. Yeah, only taller. Yes. And you know, Maud says. You know, you were a wild child. Yeah, you, you were so you, wild. You drove me crazy. And Carol points out, well, you'd be wild too if you had no, no father, father and a bald mother. mother. <laughs> <laughs> they gave Carol some pretty good lines in this one. I was <laughs> very did. happy with that. Oh, oh. And uh, at that point, uh, th- everybody starts arguing, arguing over right? who had the worst year, who had the best yes, year. Right, and right. Aunt Polly grabs one of the the, um, the horns, the horns, and starts blowing into it. Yes, it. yes. And you know, Mrs. Nogentuck goes over like to try and help her, and yes. she's like smacking Mrs. Nogentuck yes. away with the with the beating um, off Mrs. Nogentuck with the horn. And you know, <clears throat> I'd like to. Uh, I think she said something to the to the effect of, "I'd like to propose a toast to my favorite minute." Your favorite minute. Yes. And Maud says, "Oh well, Aunt Polly, you don't have to. You don't have to. We don't want to impose mm-hmm, upon mm-hmm, you." Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, when you get to be my age, 89. 89. <laughs> Just remember, last year isn't important. <clears throat> Next year isn't important. Mm-hmm. But what is important is what's right. happening now. Now. Maud asks, now? now? And, and Polly says, now, now. baby. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think at that point, Mrs. Nogatuck goes on this little and monologue. Polly is right. And she's going on about how um, working for the the Finley, she's so grateful. Yep. She's so happy. Yep. 
Mort, of course, says, Aw, oh, Mrs. Nogatuck, that's such a lovely thing to say, and I'd like to smell your breath. <laughs> Mrs. Nogatuck says, I like to smell it too. So would I. So God would I. love God you love all. all. And she starts crying. God love you all. Starts crying yes. right into Mort's, <clears throat> into Mort's chest. Yes. So I think at that point, that's when, that's when Maud finally says, you know, we're remembering years that weren't all that great. Right, yes. yes. So that they should be focusing more on right. the here and now. Yes. And everybody starts to agree. <clears throat> and I think at that point, that's when the, the gong rings. It's midnight. I have Walter saying, you know, Aunt Polly is right. It's yes. the present that counts. Exactly. Yes. And, and uh, yes, I think that's when it's, uh, it's ringing that it's midnight. Yes. And, and Aunt, Aunt Polly, Polly says... <laughs> Happy 1875! Oh. <laughs> and Maud, of course, has to point out it's that... It's uh, 1975. What's the difference? Says, it's now! Yeah, we're happy, we're happy now. Maud says, I agree, and, and Polly says, right on! Yes, and I think that's when uh, Maud and Walter start dancing. Yes, right? everybody starts dancing, Old Lang Syne mm-hmm. plays in the mm-hmm. background. And then we come back from we come back from the epilogue. This is the epilogue, the epilogue yes. And uh, Maud and Walter are at the door. We can only see like the door. We can only see the door, and it's just it Maud that, and Walter like, waving goodbye. Waving goodbye to those, you know, what we're assuming are the last guests. And the, mu- to leave. the music playing. Yes. And the camera pans mm. over to Aunt Polly. Yeah, there's dancing. Aunt Polly. She has a drink in her Again. hand. She has on the hat. She she is partying away. Partying the night away. And we away. find out it's 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 already four a.m. in the morning. Have you ever been to a New Year's Eve party that lasted until four in the morning? I think so. I was quite young. Oh. You know. You know, it's hysterical when I talk to other people about the parties that they've gone to. Oh, I did this. I was young, and I was like, I wasn't. Yeah. I was never young. You know, uh, I can see that. I was always the old woman. I can see you being the I old woman. I was always the old You're woman. Always the old woman. As a matter of fact. <laughs> my my so my cousins and I have this sort of inside joke. We we love the movie Monster in Law. Mm-hmm. And there's one line mm-hmm. where Wanda Sykes says to Jane Fonda, I can't leave you, I'd miss you too much, and she calls her an old slut. Uh-huh. Me and my cousins insist upon calling the three of us old, old sluts. Okay. Uh, especially when I would, because I went to my cardiologist earlier today and they were like, how you feeling, you old slut? And I'm ah. like, oh, I am an old slut, I aren't an I? Old slut. I am. I'm the oldest slut. <laughs> no, that title belongs to our friend in Queens. That's right. She, she is the oldest she slut. Is the slut. <laughs> she is these. She is the grand pooba the of sluts. of sluts. She is the easiest woman in Queens. In Queens. All right. So uh, I, th- I think Walter wants to know if somebody spiked her champagne with Geritol. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maud said, "I think somebody's been spiking her champagne oh, with Geritol." Oh, oh, Maud said. Walter's it. the one that says we should just ask her to, to stay, stay tonight. Over, stay overnight. Yeah, because I mean it's it's four o'clock. It's in four the morning. in the morning. And no one knows where the Ellingers are. No one knows where the Ellingers are. Right. Although, wasn't Mrs. Nogatuck using the guest room? No, Mrs. Nogatuck had her own room upstairs. Wasn't that wasn't the guest room? No. They, they didn't turn. There were so there were two. There were two rooms. How many freaking rooms were in, better than that place? Too many. 
Jeez. Every time I think about how much money that house would go for yeah. in today's market, it, yeah. it, it makes me sick. I know. So Mrs. Naugatuck had her room upstairs. Mm -hmm. That was where Maud's room is, Carol's room is, mm -hmm. Mrs. Naugatuck's room is. That mm -hmm. was where everyone was. Oh. There's also the guest room. Oh, that downstairs on the main guest floor. Room, right. The, I mean, it could be yes. considered a den. Right. Okay. Maybe it had like a fold-out couch, kind of. A it thing. was a den that I think also led to. Uh, it didn't lead to a garage, but it led to like I guess a workroom mm -hmm. for uh, for Walter. Mm -hmm. So that was that was the only place I would think that Aunt Polly would be able to sleep. Yes. Um. So Walter goes over to Aunt Polly mm -hmm. and asks, "How would you feel about?" Staying? Do, no, he says, "Do you do you want to do you want to stay over? Do you want to go? Do you want to go to bed?" Oh, that's it. He asks, "Do you want to go? Do you want to go to bed?" And what did Aunt Polly say? <laughs> sure, kiddo. But what did your what did your wife say? <laughs> Before we recorded this episode, <clears throat> I was like, I was really excited to do this episode. This was easily one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it's a good episode. I definitely like it. I liked it because it was, it is one of those episodes with the exception of that child molestation line. Yeah, just that. Um, yeah. Where it could be aired today mm -hmm. and it would still be very well received. Mm -hmm. With the exception of that one That one line. Which that just, one yeah, line. just take that out. Um, but, Yeah. I told Tony, I was like, this is definitely an episode that I think you're really going to like. And I it, did. It's, I it, did like it. It's a very good episode. And, yes. you know, I loved the costumes. I loved the theme. Mm -hmm. I personally would never do anything like that. I would do, like, maybe Christmas-themed or just anything other than a favorite year. Yeah. Like, how do you dress up as a year? I know, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very difficult to do. Like, how, dressing up as a decade. Yes. A decade, I can understand. I've been to yeah. 90s parties. Right. I've been right. to 80s parties. Uh, you've definitely done 80 shows. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's 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 interesting. Yeah. It but, is. It is. Yeah. But uh, on the whole, a, a very good episode. Yes. I'd give it a, I'd give it a nine. Yeah. I would I'd definitely this, say that. A solid nine. This is a nine out of ten. I mean, especially because it really didn't deal with anything heavy. Yeah. Which Maud is infamously known for. True. So, we thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm. If you would like, you can follow us on Facebook and YouTube at God Will Get You For That Walter. And on Instagram at Findlay's Friendly Appliances. Where can they find you? They can find me everywhere. Yeah, Tony Homeperm. And of course, that's... Tony with an I! Tony with an I. Not a Y. Not a Y. Yeah. You're going to do a parody of that song. Mark I, I my must. words. I shall. And where can Mark they find words. you? Street corners. <clears throat> I know. Other than that. <laughs> Deer Park Avenue. Um, you can find me uh, everywhere at That Tomcat, and that's cat with two T's. Mm -hmm. um, because if you look up cat, you're going to get Tom and Jerry. Everywhere that fine cats are sold. Everywhere that fine cats are found. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, we thank you so much for listening. We do. And you will hear us on another episode of God Will Get You For That, Walter. Bye, guys. Good night. <laughs>